1: Hey! What's that one? That is called
2: Improv. Ah! I know. Welcome to the Friend Zone, everybody. Ah! It's Guy. And Tim here. Welcome. Guy doesn't know when I press the record button. No. It's a very fluid situation.
1: But it's nice for people to know what it's like when they're not here, which is exactly what it's like when you are here. It really is. Only undocumented. And to that I asked him, why the fuck do we bother? And he says
2: Unreleased content is the backbone of our friendship. And I say, I call that a waste of time. I think the roles are reversed here. I think my insistence is for us to tape everything. If I could have my way, this house would be rigged up like prince's estate. Microphones in every room (laughs) in case we say something funny and we need to release it. I kind of I think that's, you know,
1: probably a bridge too far, but I like it. Uh Chelsea and I have been watching Big Brother Australia, mm-hmm. which essentially is a TV show. Is that
2: still going? Is it new season or are you watching is it? It's a new
1: season. It keeps going and going. It's um, you know, fan favorite old players and a bunch of new people. And I've gotta say, you know, I've actually I put my foot down recently, I said to Chelsea, we have to start watching some quality TV because we are fucking frying our brains
2: here. But um I do love Big Brother. I don't know man. So listen, I think you guys consume a lot of good content. You you've really the last uh, 12 to 18 months been making it your life's mission to watch films and you're watching good movies. I yeah. So why not balance that out with some trashy TV? Well,
1: I agree. I'm all for trash, but I just think when it's when it's uh when it's all you watch. And I'm not saying it's all you watch. Mm. But, we, but it is. But it is. We, we struggle to align on... Yeah. This is a very boring conversation. No, it isn't. We struggle to align on, Excuse me. on certain
2: shows. Friend zone. I love to be thrilled. Mm-hmm. I don't mind being scared. You're a big House of Cards guy, aren't you? I Kevin Spacey's <laughs> number one fan, Guy you, Montgomery. If
1: you really want to thrill me and scare me, yeah, I, want, I want Kevin Spacey's new Christmas video that he drops <laughs> in characters Frank Underwood to be filmed in my kitchen <laughs> without my knowledge. Yeah. <laughs>
2: oh no did he do one
1: last year i'd like to think so he actually he's got a movie coming out that's bad
2: and it's copping a bit of backlash and i cannot, for the life of me think why i saw that um louis ck in fact i watched the trailer last night louis ck and joe list <gasps> i watched the trailer too yeah it, like just just from a look point of view it looks bad like it it's too sharp mm. it looks like someone's filmed it on a digital slr without any kind of knowledge of how to desharpen things? Do, it's do you too, know too fucking crisp and it looks I don't know
1: weird. if this is good or bad, but part of me at least expected the trailer to be funny yeah. or like to enjoy it. But I was like, I don't even have to miss being able to enjoy this guy's art <laughs> because this looks like it's not good.
2: <laughs> True enough. True uh, enough. How are you? Me, i um, tired. To be honest, I think would be the overriding. In this moment, I'm good. When you say you're tired, uh. Do more experienced parents of
1: infants or, you know, toddlers now, do they say to you, yep, welcome to parenthood, brother? Uh,
2: not, I'm not talking to anyone. I'm, you don't talk to people? No. I talk to you when we're recording something. You talk to people in meetings? Uh, yeah, I do, but that's all business, baby. You, you're not talking to people socially? It's not. When would I? When would I? Uh, I suppose in, it's not, in your it's not um, cards. waking hours. Do a lot of talking to Remy. Yeah.
1: Really? I've always thought that you're a man with a very balanced life. Um, I've always
2: admired the way that you tackle things head on. It seems like there's space for everything. Oh, that's very sweet. I do try to. What I try to do is kind of meld things together. So I've got a lot of two birds, one stone going on. For AKA, example, the smart. What? The Tim and guy Montgomery friendship. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to pick but one example
2: <laughs> and to drill into an even more specific um instance frame for that this morning you know i had to take the dog for a walk and let's get that baby some fresh air chuck him in a stroller and then bloody text guy montgomery because we live around the corner from each other essentially now so what did we do we meet up for coffee it was a beautiful moment it was very nice i do love that i like that we share a local coffee shop i know feels
1: very cosmopolitan
2: i've just started um Texting guy, i going to go for walks now. And this is the first uh, hit I think I've had where the stars have aligned. It. How did it feel? Fantastic. I was worried it would be underwhelming. No, nope. I loved I loved every minute of it because I didn't just get the pleasure of Guy Montgomery's company. Olive was there and then Chelsea joined us. It was the yeah, whole freaking It was, freaking an, it was an
1: avalanche of my family. It was very good. Too rich for my blood. I don't care for those women. Now, tell me, Tim... You're not sleeping a lot, and when Tim says he's tired, everyone that means he's tired because this is a man who would not make an idle complaint about not getting enough sleeping hours. This is my opinion of you. You are resilient, and also you keep unusual hours. I, I regard you as an abysmal sleeper. Yeah, I uh, and <laughs> so so, so, so. If, so if
2: if an abysmal sleeper tells you they're tired, I'm actually in this very moment. I'm not tired because this is kind of like my time to shine. Yeah, this is this is a big platform for you. Not great in the mornings. Not great at seven a.m. Not my best. Uh, I really fuck out around three p.m. That's oh, a huge dip. There's a whole um, bloody soup in a cup campaign built around that. Three thirty itis. Yeah,
1: that's ever true. heard of it?
2: I'm that's the real
1: it. pandemic.
2: <laughs> what slayed me is that Zoe and Remy went out of town the other day. And I yeah, was like, "This is going me. to be," and they're not back.
1: <laughs> Tim is not sleeping because he's lonely. The reason
2: he's lonely is his wife and child have left him, <laughs> and no one can find them. No, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was like, oh, "I get a free run." Went to bed at ten, 8, 10 p.m. for the first time in potentially like years. <laughs> Went to sleep for two hours. Woke up at midnight. Couldn't get back to sleep talking to our friend carlo richie he had the exact same thing he's oh, out of wow. town from his his kid and my kid are the exact same age pretty much i know it's a beautiful thing and he was like i'm i'm in this hotel i'm looking forward to getting the greatest sleep i've ever had something to him sleep for two hours awake can't get back to sleep that's why the studio is so tidy the studio is spotless i just got up and started tidying the house like a meth addict nah good on you mate I guess that is the second thing I have in common with a meth addict. Not sleeping so well? Very tidy house. Actually, I mean, I know
1: this is old news and probably not interesting to a lot of people, uh, but Andre Agassi's book, Open, Mm. which is one of the great sports autobiographies, and I love a sports autobiography. I love athletes. Um, Fascinating chapter. It was kind of the pull-out quote or headline of the book when it was released was he talked about uh, trying meth you know, in his professional athlete years. Mm-hmm. You know, the low, his life experienced a lot of highs and lows. Very unusual upbringing. Um, fascinating guy, actually. But anyway. What and do you have
2: to say about meth? Cleaned his garage. True. <laughs> <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. Lewis has sent us 10 US dollars. Fucking what's up? Yeah, bro. Uh, And here is an accompanying email This um, both donation email came to us in the month of November Ever heard of it? Yeah 2021 Well, well, well If it isn't my old cherished friends Tim And the other one Pause I love hearing anyone start anything with well, well, well Even when they don't mention your name Especially (laughs) Because it sounds like you're in trouble, dude Yeah, it does, actually I write to you both drunk And from the UK. Now, I don't know where to put the emphasis on that. I write to you both as in Tim and Guy, or I write to you both drunken from the UK. You know? I I don't know. I don't know how to pass that. Um, Both of which get a pretty bad rep. I've been an avid listener since the balmy heyday of Grown Ups 2, back when you were brave enough to upload the endearing, but frankly shithouse of a cover art as the podcast's flagship image. I think Tim had just woken up in the picture. Anyway, I just wanted to ask you two lovable lads a couple of cues. Q1. How is it possible that you two have watched over 40 Sex the City films and yet the boner inspector hasn't had any cases to report? I don't want to tell anyone how to live their lives, but if we... Don't see one full steam hog by the end of this thing, then someone better lose their damn job. Though, I have noticed that guy is suspiciously absent when the inspector does his (laughs) rounds. Are you hiding something? (laughs) That's not true. Guy's frequently here when the boner inspector is doing his his rounds. Q2? Yeah. I'll be honest. It's mostly the hog question for me, but I might as well use (laughs) this space to ask another. (laughs) What's your guy's favorite film to watch on a lazy Sunday with a stonkin' big hangover? Thanks for all you do, fellas. You boys are an absolute pleasure to listen to. Your friend Lewis, PS I sent cash but forgot to add the message, isn't technology just the fucking worst thing in the world? What I love about a gag
1: in an email, especially one built around leaving something in that's meant to be taken out, is it's in your power. I like being like I got a few questions and you ask one question and the start of the next question is I'll be honest didn't really have a
2: second but <laughs> to be honest, it, myself that, in a corner you, and there's no delete yeah. button
1: and you've been um, hard on yourself because I'd say the second question is a it opens things up conversationally much more you're hungover Tim it's a Sunday I mean you know if you can imagine a circumstance not too dissimilar to right now where your your partner and your child have left you you've got the house to yourself but it's um. There's a glint of positive, you know, it's, it's not a, the, the weight of your life turning to ash around you is not weighing heavy on you. So it's a, it's a positive circumstance.
2: This is the wrong answer, but I still haven't seen Falling Down. And it's just, it's just this persistent thing on my to-do list, on my brain. Michael Douglas, I think it came out in the like late 80s, perhaps. Oh, wow. And it's just about a man who has had too much. Oh. Flips his shit. I've never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this uh, is. I don't even know if it's good, but it's just one of those ones that I read about at some point, like years ago, and was like, I got to see that, and it's still just rattling around in my brain. Uh, it's this is the this is the wrong answer, and again,
1: no, it's not the wrong answer, but it's. I think it's a boring answer because I haven't really done that. If I am hungover, I am usually watching television. I am mm. watching uh, Peep Show, the original UK Office, or Seinfeld. I sort of just hit these things on rotate review
2: andy daly's review uh the eric andre show there you go and uh do you want to can i just shout something up before you give your answer yeah i've been really enjoying for quite a while now tim heidecker's office hours live oh wow the stream he does on youtube
1: it's nice to be inside something like that it's not for everyone yeah but it's it's really cool for those it's for it's for them. Mm-hmm. But the movie, which is just a... The, the movie, this memory itself is a hangover of having a hangover is Inglorious Bastards. I take great comfort in having that movie on in the background. Wow. It's a movie that if I turn a television on and the movie's playing, it doesn't matter where it is in the movie, I'll be like, oh, I'll watch the next bit of this, and then I'll watch the whole the whole damn thing.
2: How long is Inglorious Bastards? Two and, over and a half?
1: T- over two, yeah, I'd guess about two and a half. Do
2: you know I interviewed a guy <clears throat> recently... Called uh, Damon, who's an Australian actor who played uh, Charles, Charles Manson, Manson in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And in Mind Hunter. And yeah. He did it like within two months. He is
1: a gr- was he a good interview? Yeah, he's, fuck, he's, a great he's guy. such a sweet guy. You never guess what I did with him. What? Took him out for a sandwich.
2: Did you?
1: Took him out for the eggplant
2: uh, palm. So to connect the dots, folks, Guy's partner, Chelsea, is in a great movie that's about to come out called Nude Tuesday. Damon is also in the movie. And he's a big Hollywood actor. He's from Aussie. Yeah. He's a gem. And so I imagine, Guy, that, that was probably how you met him. That's
1: exactly how I met him. Uh, I visited Chelsea on the set of the movie. By the way, I'm assuming this is going to be out shortly. Hopefully this, today yeah. if I do my job. Uh, so the new Tuesdays, it's premiering at the Sydney Film Festival. If you're listening in real time, it's uh, premieres on the 10th of June at the State Theatre in Sydney, and then it's playing twice more, and then it's being released in New Zealand cinemas. But basically, look up New Tuesday Film, and if it's playing near you, watch it. It's going to be fucking crazy. Yeah, I've seen it. It's awesome. Uh, But I visited the location where they were filming. It's this remote New Zealand town called Makarora. And uh, I met him there. And, you know, like some people you are drawn to. Yeah. And I don't really know... Only Chelsea and a few of our friends are in the movie as well, but I didn't really, you know... There are moments where you don't know anyone around you. And I wound up talking to this guy for a few... Just, you know... He's probably the star of the film. Yeah, he is. Right? And, right. He and Jackie. I'm yeah, fucking no one. And we wound up talking for hours. And Damon I was like, this Heriman. guy... And he was asking me questions. Oh. If you want to be good in conversation, just ask a person a couple of questions.
2: It's it a, makes them feel like a superstar. He's t- truly a delight. Yeah. A really good dude. Anyway, the important thing is that you check out Nude Tuesday. It's the takeaway... And that guy recommends television for your hangover. Uh, yeah, but I'm six an idiot. Months ago.
1: Hey, how about this? Hi, Men. I had a fun Twiwat family moment yesterday. I was driving my wife and my mother-in-law
2: to a local diner. For- Hold on. My wife? Yes, brother. Hey, this- also, we were on a real strict timer, but the meeting I had to get to after this just cancelled on me, so things have loosened up. Really? Yep.
1: Damn. I love that. hmm uh, I had a fun Twiwap family moment yesterday. I was driving my wife. My wife? And my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law? To a local diner for breakfast. We climbed in the car. I started the engine. My phone synced with the car's audio system <laughs> and started playing. I've been revisiting the Emmanuel Lips, and Tim chimed in with a comment about boners. I laughed and turned it off very quickly. My mother-in-law is a staunch Catholic in her mid-70s. Legend. I backed out of the driveway and started on our way. (laughs) The comedy gods decided to have their fun (laughs) and the podcast began playing again. Those
2: fucking Bluetooth systems in cars make no sense. That is how they work.
1: Uh, uh, Decided to have their fun and the podcast began playing again, unbidden. Guy's voice, turgid cock. (laughs) My in-law sat stone still in her seat, staring straight ahead. She was a living statue of profound <laughs> disapproval. I laughed and explained to her the premise of the podcast. She took a long pause and changed the subject. It was a perfect moment. Thanks for all your work making me laugh and further alienating my humorless mother-in-law, your friend Jared.
2: God bless you both, Jared. Oh, God bless us, everyone. It's so funny. Dear Timberly Wimbly and the Flash Man, just sending this missive along to you two for the friend zone. I've been a long time listener, having first found you guys through Deathblight. I've been paying the boys via your Patreon for ages and ages. I am only now writing in because I am almost caught up with the latest Emmanuel season. This was sent on the 16th of November. Legend, I fell behind on listening to you two for. T- for terrible reasons. Uh, back in April, depending on when you read this out, it would. <laughs> okay, it's April 2021. I had my car stolen right out of my apartment complex's parking Sorry lot. Sorry about that, I had to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you cad. Between dealing with the insurance company, waiting on any possible police update, which ended up never coming, unsurprisingly, and the stress of everything, I let you guys slip through my fingers. Thankfully however things have been sorted out and I purchased a new car about a month after the theft. Thankfully this was probably the worst thing this was probably the worst thing to happen to me this year. Of course there have been ups and downs as there uh, as, as there would with life but the theft of my car definitely topped worst thing ever so far. You boys have been keeping me especially sane lately. I hope you keep up the good work. And whatever season six entails, I hope that shit's awesome. Take my name, say my name. It actually says take here, say my name. Uh, Cassandra Banner. Pronouns, she, her. Thank you, Cassandra Banner. Is Cassandra the name of the love interest in um, Wayne's World? Is that her name?
1: <laughs> Can't remember.
2: Dreamweaver.
1: I listened to an episode of David Spade and Dana Carvey's new podcast, which is all about behind-the-scenes stories from Saturday Night Live, and they get on famous alumni. Ooh. And they had Mike Myers on.
2: Oh God, how was that? Really serious guy. Fuck yeah, he trips me out. Mike Myers and any, I've seen him on like Letterman and and I think it was okay on Conan, but I've seen him on like a lot of talk show interviews. He's a fucking buzzy cat yeah (laughs) he's odd and he loves his parents he does talks about them a lot yeah he does too much i would say wow no seriously it's
1: not your place to say isn't it hello tim possible and guy carly yeah approved author after my own heart i hope this will make it into a friend zone this part of my message is just for tim I believe Guy usually reads Twitter DMs, so just try to think about something else while you read, Guy. (laughs) I believe in you. Okay, you're funny, but you're a little fuck, whoever you are. (laughs) Tim, it's a complete travesty that you were robbed of the title of best host of all time. I'll be assembling a group of like-minded individuals to storm a government building and correct this injustice. Oh, when was this sent? Saturday. Mm -hmm. i hear that's a popular attack these days wish me luck (laughs) (laughs) okay guy you're tagged back in now oh you're tagged back in now i need tim to stick his fingers in his ear and go nah 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 because this part's just for guy i'm doing it mentally hello guy i was truly vindicated by your win in the (laughs) best host of all time competition i just wanted to say that it's extremely heartening when the system just works with a capital (laughs) w congratulations (laughs) on a well-deserved win Okay, Guy, you can tell Timmy's welcome back again. This part is for both of you.
2: Hey, Guy, what
1: did I miss? I've been listening to you, low temp lads, roughly eight hours a day since April. Oh, no. And to say I've fallen in love is an understatement. That's crazy, because what's beyond falling in love? I listened to every regular episode, every mini series, many of the free Patreon episodes, and having originally decided to skip the friend zones, went back and listened to all of them, too. It's good co- I would argue they're good content. I like the friend zone. I think it's a nice... Do you know what? You know, that's the that's the equivalent of what you'd put on on a hangover. The friend zone. It's literally... Shit,
2: yeah, that's actually really good. You can of focus on, it's, like, it, stories which, and stuff.
1: Which, it fulfills its premise in that, with friends say, you could have them talking in the other room
2: and you're like, I don't need to hear this whole conversation. You go to something in the other room, come back, they're still nattering away. Uh, or if you're, like, really hungover, you know, I'm flashing back to my mid-20s now, just... Just on the couch while friends are around. You're like horizontal on the couch. You can just kind of zone in and out of convos as you please. It's gorgeous. Can you, what's like, do you have a memory of you like the most hungover, the most sick that you've felt after a night out?
1: Oh, look, it's not a proud memory and it's one I've probably shared before, but it involved uh, doing the 100 club the night before, which is just 100 shots of beer or whatever in 100 minutes. Oh, true. A um, hundred
2: minutes. Wow.
1: And, wow. Uh, wow. Wow. And uh, waking up the next morning, oh, I'm 20. I'm 20. Mm-hmm. Just undies, T-shirt, jersey, puffer jacket, hood up. 8.30 a.m. No one's in the house. Text from the flatmate Hoy also work with. Hey, we had to go to work. Um, you've got to clean the bathroom text us when you're on your way I'll go downstairs to the downstairs bathroom and I don't know who did it but there is fecal matter sprayed across the room like someone had thrown their shit in front of a Dyson that was pushing air out of it as fast as it could I'm talking behind the shower curtain, little nugget behind the toilet, hand smear on the wall. Um, and as I look at it, I get a memory that last night, the last thing I remember before falling asleep was um, being in the middle of the toilet, unable to gain my balance with my pants around my ankles, just spinning in circles, mm-hmm. trying to grab onto anything to support me. Mm-hmm. So that's my shit. And uh, I'm feeling physically low, but also emotionally pretty low. And I had to scrape off uh, some of the poo from a wall with a butter knife.
2: I am so sorry for telling this story. It's humbling, isn't it? It's really humbling. But it's also, <clears throat> there's a time and a place for everything, I believe. And I think being 20 years old uh, is the correct time and place for you that could, to transpire. You could
1: probably subtract another 17 from that number and you'd be about in the ballpark. <laughs>
0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
1: <laughs> Good Lord. Um, do you want to share yours and then I'll finish this message?
2: What do you mean finish this message?
1: Well, the message has got more
2: and I want to know the most hungover you've been. Oh, um, well, I don't have a great story like you had. I can only... I've got a very um, clear memory. I remember the flat I was living in, Shirley Road. You wouldn't, you, we weren't even, free, we had not even met at this at this point. That's when I was living with Barnaby in a shoebox in a place that was like Grey Lynn, if you asked the real estate agent, but it uh-huh. wasn't. Um, and yeah, there were mushrooms growing in his bedroom. I remember because it was so damp in the carpet, um, not the good kind, not the good kind, no. It was BZP that did it. So oh. I would have been about mm, 22, I reckon, 22, 23. And it was, it was uh, I had like just decided that I really wanted to go out the night before. And, and like, I don't know, everyone was out of town and busy or something. So I was like, I'm just going to fucking go, <laughs> which is something I, you know, I don't really generally do. So I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go to town by myself. And I think I kind of like overcorrected for flying solo. And I I bought, um, how the fuck did I have BZP when I was 22? Did you buy something called Green Gobblers or something? Yeah, I'm trying to think, though. Were they legal then? Have they been Around that area. Anyway, I bought a four-pack of whatever I bought and then, like, had the evening that I had and then woke up in the morning and, like, was horrified to find that three of them were gone. So I can only assume that I had three of them and just couldn't recall. And the only position that I could, like, even remotely tolerate was... Um, Sort of like sort of like um, fetal position, but not not on my side, so I'm leaning on my knees with my forehead against the ground of the bed so i'm'm I'm, do you know what I'm saying? I'm forming sort of like an A frame on top of the bed and felt the worst I've ever felt before or since it was like incredible how bad i've I felt Bzp. I was poisoned those party pills, ma'am. They're fucking literally cattle dewormer that they rebranded as an alternative for like un-e or something. Unbelievable. <laughs> we had to outlaw them in New Zealand. We had to take medicine to our own hands. But some people got very rich off it. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a wonderful
1: ride and I'll be sure to hashtag pay the boys soon and or join you on Substack once I figure out what the deal is with that. I'm an old man who only knows Patreon, but you fellas aren't worth it. Anyway, I apologize for the length of this message, but when logic dictates that you should either keep things in sync by choosing between the objectively very funny bit about being two-faced and a heartfelt message, you spit in the face of logic and do both. Say my name, even though it isn't my full name, Chris. Well, Chris, Chris we made a long message longer, didn't we? Let the record show.
2: I loved it from start to finish. This is a message to death Blart. Dear lovable idiots of Deathblatt, it is with great respect and admiration that we write this email. You see, in 2002, I drove from Houston to Saint Joe, Missouri, while listening to John Mayer's "No Such Thing" on repeat for 12 plus hours. I then drove from Saint Joe to Dregs, Idaho. Hope I'm saying that right. Listening only to the insufferable, complicated by Avril Levine. Similarly. In 2019, I played Monster Mash by Bobby Pickett and the Crip Kickers on repeat during the bike portion of a Halloween triathlon. So obviously, when my brother found Till Death to Us Blart earlier this year, I was beyond excited. Finally, some geniuses with the same sense of humor, or sadism, or whatever this thing is. But we have a bone to pick with you guys. You actually love Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. You really, really love it, but you're afraid to admit it. What's up with that? I'm not afraid to admit it. Both Paul Blackmore cop movies are incredible. Perhaps our clock theory explains it all more below. But I'm absolutely certain that you guys do indeed love this movie. How do I know? It's easy. If you count all the scenes you guys quote-unquote shamefully admit to liking, different ones each year, throw in the characters you consistently praise, sprinkle on a little shadow man and a rotten banana, it's basically the entire movie. At one point in time, one of you has praised every single aspect or scene of the movie. Maybe not Foot Locker, which is genius, by the way, or Windischens, but everything else has been adored by at least one of you at some point. Collectively, and dare I say individually, you adore this movie. The proof is right on the podcasts. I was going to re-listen to all of your podcasts to document and organize the vast collection of Paul Blackmore Cop 2 compliments, but, you know, life and work and all that. But how could I possibly love this movie? How could you, sorry, how could you possibly love this movie? Well, as for me, I think it's just a great movie, nay, a good movie, nay, a great movie. Yep, I said it. But there's also a very important force, possibly at work, that we will now explain. <laughs> there's, there's so much more, Guy. We traditionally think of the quality of a song or movie or book as existing on a sort of linear scale from really bad on one end to really good on the other, but some works of art can't be explained that way. Enter the clock theory, the driving force behind most country music success and everything Alan Jackson does. The theory is... This. Movies or songs of any kind or any kind of art should actually be judged on a circle or clock, not a line. Imagine the hands of a clock pointing to 12 or 12.01. This suggests near perfection in clock theory, a masterpiece. As the quality of work of art is worse and worse, the clock hands spin around at 11.59, its peak terrible. But then an amazing thing happens. If the work of art is bad enough, the hands keep turning. The clock starts over, all of a sudden it flips. At 12 o'clock, it becomes great again. The work of art is so ridiculous that it actually is brilliant an exceptionally bad movie might spin around twice maybe three times alan jackson will certainly spin through an entire calendar year in just one album alone but it doesn't always land terrible in fact its absurdity might turn it into an absolute gem this is the clock theory and this is and this may explain why you love paul blightmore cop 2 as for me PBMC 2 never gets one quarter of a rotation, but for you guys, I think it's done a full turn. Welcome to the top of the hour, gentlemen. The water is nice and the bananas are rotten. You love this movie, and we love your podcasts. Sincerely, The Sons of Jordan. P.S. Twenty twenties pod didn't quite make a full turn on the clock. You blatted, got stuck at eleven fifty nine or so. But I guess we deserve that for bringing every episode, back binging every episode back to back to back. Can't wait for Thanksgiving. <laughs> wow,
1: thank you. So it's what on the th- clock theory. Um, it's it's a it's a very long and pretty strong articulation of I think it's just an alternative. Um, it's an alternative showing you're working for the fact that we're watching the same movie every year and are trying to find new talking points well it's it's, like two people it's like two people solving a maths equation and their working's different but the result's the same
2: it's sort of a a visual metaphor for it's so bad it's good yes and
1: I you know I don't disagree with that but but he agrees with it I said what I said is the second part I said what I said Dearest him and I, Ayana and Jody here, longish time listeners, first time zone corresponders. We both started listening, Oh, I went too soft.
2: No, I like it. I had to stay it. in it.
1: We both, we both started listening to the, too much. No, we both started listening to the worst idea about a year ago. After we polished off Bones of the Heart, and needed something to fill the void we absolutely ripped through Season 2 and, of course, followed it up with a watch of Sex in the City 2. The order of events is a bit foggy, but we quickly submerged ourselves in Twilight-related content and ended up jumping all over the fucking place before finally proceeding to Season 3 with arms wide open to our good French team and guy... Welcome to this place, i show you everything, with arms wide open. This is the scariest face I've ever seen you make. You gotta wonder how many people know that song. Currently we're deep in the trenches of season 3. We'd have surely left the fuck boys behind by now, if we hadn't been so lost in the seemingly never-ending bit you boys have created. Um. Do you know Tim... That is the most accurate summation of, like, I feel in terms of accessing the content in an orderly or reasonable manner mm. of trying to be able to traipse through all of the projects and side projects in the entirety of the podcast. Mm-hmm. I can imagine, I've, I can really empathize and sense the feeling that Jody has of describing, like, being in the middle of season three and not quite sure of your bearings, <laughs> describing <laughs> the, the walls of content as, <laughs> like, making up a fucking pit. <laughs> <laughs> um, as well as Ayana having very limited access during her recent six-month trip to
2: Antarctica.
1: Antarctica? Six months. A long How time. cool
2: is that? She must be a scientist.
1: If you didn't have it already, add a feather in the shape of Antarctica to that overflowing cap of international listeners.
2: Oh, man. Surely that's every continent for the boys now.
1: You've got to imagine... Though we haven't finished season three, we watched *We Are Your Friends* last weekend, as neither of us had any fucking idea what actually happened in the movie. Jody still can't work out which pool is supposed to be the looking pool.
2: <laughs> 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 Wait, what was the looking pool? Honestly, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. What is the looking pool? The swimming pool. Oh, it's a looking pool. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a James looking, Reed's pool. looking pool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't it's, get in the pool. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a pool for looking. James Reed of the feelers. Still funny. <laughs> While we've
1: talked about writing into the friend zone for some time, the event which finally spurred us into action came in the inspiring form of Jody's almost four-year-old daughter. A few short days ago, Jody happened across Alexa singing the acoustic ukulele theme song from the early days of the friend zone. We decided it was definitely worth a message in. That's that
2: is so cute. Beautiful.
1: And if you flick your eyes back up to the greeting, you'll see how
2: she was hearing Tim and Guy. I'm now mashing up this gorgeous message with the earlier one where you said "turgid cock" to a seventy-year-old Catholic woman in a car, and I'm thinking maybe this content ain't so safe. No, for this kids. is great. This
1: is um, this is Alexa singing along. It's the friend zone with him and I. That's so sweet. Aww. Uh you haven't lived until your ears have been graced with the pitchy tones of a small child belting out because making friends is the best idea of all time. It really makes me think I should be more selective about when I listen. Yep, but I probably won't. Yeah. Over the last thirteen months your tortured souls have passed have been with us, lifting our spirits as we trudge through the monotony of everyday life, but also enriching some of the greatest adventures we've embarked upon to date. And for that, we are eternally grateful with a kiss from us both for a kiss is always a gift, Ayana and Jody NZ. PS it's past the seventh of May, please give a belated happy fourth birthday shout out to Alexa. As you have learned, she will be listening. What,
2: terrifying and happy birthday, Alexa.
1: What a beautiful and I also think Sorry we missed it on the day and month. <laughs> articulate message. Yeah. God, we've got our our writers are probably better listeners than we are talking. I know. Our writers, our yeah. listeners.
2: I think I think that's absolutely right. And the thought crossed my mind a few messages ago in this very friend zone that you know jesus take the wheel because you guys are giving us way better content than we are able to produce ourselves Than we're even bloody capable of <laughs> my god a four-year-old singing our theme song but replacing the words it's goddamn adorable now time now, for business okay here's what's happened oh fuck can i share the good news am i in trouble no okay the opposite <laughs> Am I. Um, the bigwigs have decided that Guy Montgomery needs and deserves and shall have his own comedy special hour long. That's right. And not just uh, some fucking two bit outfit that you haven't heard of. Paramount, bitches. That's
1: right. Paramount Plus. In parenthesis, AU. Close parenthesis. For now. That's it's, right. It's
2: called a pipeline, dude.
1: Yeah. I'm in the content pipeline, me and my jokes, and the thing is, if you or anyone you know are in Melbourne, Victoria, you too can be part of this tiny atom of history. Uh, On Monday, June 20th, I'm doing the show at the Malthouse Theatre, and the tickets are free. Incredible. Do you know how many seats it is? It's 500, and as we record, half of them are already gone. Sheesh. So head along to guymontgomery.co.nz. You'll find the link you need, and if you can come along and you'd like to come along, because I really don't want to have any fucking seat warmers, you know, people who are just there because... Dude,
2: if if 250 are gone
1: already, then they go on sale today. Yes, but do you know who I want to be there? Who? Oh our people. Whoever's, whoever's, whoever's listening to this right now. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Get on Godmother and please come along. Um I'm I'm so excited. I like I really am. It's all happened quite quickly. I haven't even had time to truly um embrace what
2: it means. you know, like this is the thing you want. Really? It's fucking amazing, dude. Uh, it's it's amazing. I'm not in trouble. I really thought I was going to be in trouble. And for the listener, I mean this is an incredible opportunity. Can What would you give to have been able to see Louis C.K., you know, performing his first ever proper film stand-up special? Bill Cosby. Yeah. Aziz Ansari. Yeah. The pantheon of To a lesser extent, David Chappelle.
1: Yeah. Ricky Gervais. I, too, will be joining these gentlemen in the esteemed Comedy Hall of Fame as I make a spotless performance of my latest hour-long show. In all seriousness please come along um, if you'd like to and also thank you so much to everyone who has corresponded with us today I've loved it I know that there's a bit of a backlog over on Twitter but we're getting through it of course emails yeah at, at pod, uh Twitter and Instagram the worst idea of all time on Facebook we love you we're looking out for you and um, there's going to be more from us soon